Alrighty, we're back with another episode of Behind the Vinyl. Uh, last week we did Twisted Sister, Stay Hungry. We talked a little bit about ACDC and so thus comes this week and we, uh, we're we doing Highway to Hell. Yes. Um, the classic, the, the second biggest selling um, ACDC record behind Back in Black. It is? It is. Wow. Yeah. Which, hmm. which doesn't surprise me in no, a way. No, no, no. Back in Black selling over 50 million records. Yeah. 50 million records for Back in Black. And I actually have no idea how many um, Highway to Hell does. Uh, no. Has done, but I would say it's probably a good 20, 25, 30. Yeah, I think they sold a lot of records in the US. That was their first uh, million seller, uh, I think, in the US or outside of Australia or something. Right. Um, and it turns uh, 40 on uh, 27th of July this year. Really? Yeah, forty years ago, um, unbelievable, really. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, nuts. And um, but what a great record. Let's let's start it off. Um, before we talk anymore, let's start it off like you hear the record with the the opening track, Highway to Hell. <laughs> Young wrote that, wrote that that riff. Yes, uh, I, yeah, I think so too. And also, I, was, I read somewhere that if it was, I think it was that song "Highway to Hell" that um, they recorded it, or some guy recorded it on a tape recorder in the studio, right? And then he took that tape, brought it home, gave it to his kid. His kid messed up the tape, and then I think Bon put the tape back together again. Oh, really? Yeah. Crazy. And it was just like they were just, uh, he just recorded, I think, what Malcolm and Angus were kind of fooling around with riffs in the studio. Right, yeah. And uh, Angus had that idea for for um, that riff, uh, the opening riff in Highway to Hell. Right, yeah. <coughs> which is classic. Which yes. is just those, um, you know. Gets any party started. Yeah, absolutely. You know, doesn't matter if you're a metal fan or not, you know. Yeah. People know that song. Absolutely, and and just a phenomenal song. This, this is a this is a record. Just track after track after track is just so good, you know. So yeah, many, so many great songs on this record, and some weird ones, and some weird ones. Absolutely. What are you thinking of? Uh, like touch too much. I love it. I love it too. It's it's actually one of my favorite ACDC songs. Yeah, this, uh, this album has has two of my like. My my favorite songs are a little bit off for ACDC. All right. It's not Back in Black. It's not Highway to Hell. It's no, not no, no. Um, no. Thunderstruck. Yeah. It's Riff Raff, Rock and Roll Damnation. Yeah. Touch Too Much. Yeah. And Walk All Over You. All right. Oh, yeah. I, I walk All Over. I, lo- I love that one. And Touch Too Much and Walk All Over You 
you know, are off this record. Yeah. But Touch Too Much has a bit more of a a pop feeling to it. Right, okay. And I remember reading that Joe Elliott from uh, Def Leppard, because they toured with uh, ACDC on the Highway to Hell tour. And uh, I it remember shows reading... how old that band is. Yeah. How old Def Leppard is. Yeah. Yes. And I remember reading that he really liked that song, Touch Too Much, as well. And he liked the um, production on that song and and right. and a lot of other people didn't like it just because it had a has a bit of a pop feeling to it but he said that's the reason he liked it okay and then and then of course later on they worked with with Mutt Lang as well as well <coughs> they worked with Mutt Lang on this record yeah exactly. this was the first record yeah. they brought Mutt, yeah. Mutt in. oh you were talking about Def Leppard yeah of course Def yeah. Leppard then brought yeah brought Mutt in for um Pyromania and the Hysteria. And was it for Pyromania or was it for Hysteria? <coughs> well, didn't he do Pyromania as well? I, I'm just blanking a little bit. I think he did yeah. Pyromania as well. Okay, he either, he either did it for Hysteria or yeah. for Pyromania. Yeah. He, he come in first. Yeah. And yeah. obviously Hysteria he was on. Yeah. Um, but this was the first record that Mutt did with the band. This is the first record that anyone outside of uh, George Young. Exactly. Uh, the, the, the brother of Malcolm and Angus. Yes. The, Easy Beats? I don't know. Do you know the Easy Beats? Yeah, sure. Yeah, the Easy Beats is in another Australian band. Yeah, uh, George was in. Yeah, um, and there's a little bit of a well, there's a little bit of confusion from my side which record this really was in regards to. Was it the fifth record? Was it the sixth record? Was right. it the seventh record? Right. Um, you have all those Australian releases, and then you have like the European, the US releases. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which which I didn't know. Was <clears throat> TNT ever released over here? Uh no, no you you have you you have to get it or back then it was remember, an import yeah okay. I remember that like in the eighties when you started buying records you you found or read about these ACDC albums that you'd never heard of and then you saw the covers yeah and you thought what's that and you saw TNT I'd never seen that album before yeah because here you had like I think the first one was Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap I think was the first European release or something oh was it really see we we already had uh, High Voltage yeah or it might have been the first American release. Right, because uh, we got high voltage as well. I think, yeah. Yeah, you got. I think high voltage might have been released, and but with a different cover. So well, it was definitely a different cover <laughs> than the Australian cover. Yeah, and also I think it might have been released out of sequence to. Oh yeah, like yeah. it was released afterwards. Absolutely. Um, I I don't know. I'm just guessing because I'm a little bit um, uh, a little bit like raised on this shit. Right. Know? Yeah. Like, Me too. Um, yeah, from from a, from Australia, chronologically, it's it's high voltage first, you know, um, and then obviously TNT. TNT didn't, uh, you know, TNT come out. Actually, <coughs> Nicholas is just throwing me Pyromania, which was in fact, you know, um, produced by Matt Lang. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Which um, is an album which is way heavier than than Hysteria. Absolutely, absolutely. So not really going for the pop thing there. No, no. <coughs> No, absolutely. Um, but that was the reason why he was brought in to, re- to do this uh, ACDC album. Yeah, because they started working with Eddie Kramer. And they hated Eddie Kramer. Exactly. Yeah. He wanted them to do a, a cover of uh, Spencer Davis Group's, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Um, Give Me Some Lovin'. Oh, really? Yeah, something like that. And Malcolm apparently hated that stuff. Okay, I didn't know that. I knew <coughs> that, um, I think Malcolm and Angus were like... Um, Thick as thieves, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, they, it was them against the world. Yeah. And pretty fucking hard. Yeah. For little guys or pretty angry little yeah. dudes. Yeah. Like, you don't fuck with them. And I think Eddie Kramer, it just didn't work. No. And so, 
if it doesn't work with Malcolm, well, then Angus and Malcolm were against him and, and vice versa. Exactly. And says, I even think it's on Wikipedia that one of the first things he said when they were in the studio, they were recording in Florida, I think, uh, Eddie Kramer turned to Malcolm and Angus and says, I'm like, so can you can your boy sing? Uh, referring to Bon Scott. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's the wrong thing to say. Well, how can you, <coughs> as a producer... He you, must have listened to them. You, you kind must of, have. Yeah. You know, come on, you you release. However, whatever, like we said, whatever. Is it the yeah. sixth record? Is it the seventh? Is it the fifth? Yeah. Whatever. There's a catalog there. Yeah. And it's a great catalog. Oh, hell yeah. You know? Absolutely. They've got phenomenal songs there. Yeah. Um, before this. Yeah. You think, they were, you think you would have done yeah. a little bit of research. Of course. And also, Eddie Kramer was was like a, a big shot producer. Um, he'd yeah, done, he Kiss, done Kiss, he'd done stuff uh, like that. He'd done Jimi Hendrix, of yeah, course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And uh, also, which is kind of funny, just like Mutt Lang, he's from South Africa. Right, which, okay, Which yeah. is just weird. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you have these two big shot record producers, both out of South Africa. Well, and then you throw <laughs> in another one, you have Kevin the Caveman Shirley, who's from Australia. Oh, yeah, of course he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who who obviously did all Iron Maiden yes, and yes. so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the Joe Bonamassa stuff. Exactly. Um, and many back in the day as yeah, well. Yeah, <coughs> oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Interesting. Yeah. Um, alrighty, so uh, let's, let's jump into, let's play Walk All Over You. Diamond Head over the other day. You yes. interviewed him. Yeah. Um, so we we spent a lot of the time talking during the day, and uh, on many occasions he was a massive ACDC fan. Yeah. Massive, and we we talked a lot about it. And he was a massive Bon Scott fan, and he played with ACDC. Yeah. And he, and I can't remember whether he said he played, and I should have looked this up. He either played the last two acdc shows oh he saw the last two acdc shows with bon scott oh he did yeah wow he definitely saw them right i just can't remember whether he played right them as well okay uh but he was saying that um the rest of the band he, he basically never met phil rudd no yeah um and the rest of the band would say you know be nice yeah. say hello yeah but were quite keeping to themselves yeah yeah except bon scott yeah he said it. every night Bon Scott was in there with yeah. a bottle of whiskey in yeah, his hand, of course. you know, being the nicest guy, talking, giving them drinks, yeah. hanging out with them. Um, 
he just loved him. He thought he was the, the, the coolest, nicest guy. Yeah. But there are also all these stories you read now that have popped up later on about Bon Scott, that he was actually, he was kind of, um, he was in trouble when it came to 78, 79. Then he dies in 1980. But that people have said, I just, I read, um, can't remember who it was. You, uh, it was, uh, what's his name? Phil Sutcliffe? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, that he did an interview with Bon Scott in I think 1979 or something, where he was really, really drunk, and he had a hard time just putting a sentence together. Right. Yeah. And um, and it was an interview that he knew that he was supposed to do. So, um, and he 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 wrote I think it was he wrote that piece for Sounds magazine or something that um, he kind of got the feeling that Angus and Malcolm was really no. They were really kind of looking after him and kind of holding his hand right, because yeah. Bond was kind of um, out of it a lot of the times. And um, I just read uh, recently, like uh, uh, like a month ago or something, uh, a letter from Bond Scott was uh, sold for like fourteen thousand dollars, and it was the it was a university in Australia that bought the. Uh, bought the letter and in that letter he wrote it in 1978 while they're on tour in the US and he talks about Phil Rudd having a nervous breakdown uh, going to a shrink and uh, that they were actually thinking about getting another drummer to fill in for Phil because he was just kind of out of it really yeah and he talks about uh, himself that maybe he needs to go see a shrink as well um, because of the, the, the hard life of being out on the road and playing and drinking and all that shit. So, yeah. And, and nothing glamorous about it back then. That no. Was, they did it hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But that was it also with, with Highway to Hell that uh, I read that they had a lot of pressure from Atlantic Records that Atlantic Records wanted a hit record or an album that would sell a lot of copies because... Yeah. They'd release uh, If You Want Blood, live album. And with that album, they were kind of hoping for something like Kiss Alive, something that really would break the band in in the U.S., but that didn't really happen. And and I guess that's one of the reasons why they put them together with... um, Ed, yeah, Eddie oh, Kramer, Kramer first, start with and then la- I also read that the reason for them getting Mutt Lang was because their manager Michael Browning was sharing an apartment with Mutt Lang. Oh, really? In New York at the time. Interesting, because they changed management for this record. Oh, yes, they did as well. Yes, yeah. that Michael is... Browning was fired or let go, and Michael Browning was absolutely fired, and he <laughs> was replaced by the uh, the the hotshot, yeah, like tough, like um, hard-nosed Peter Mensch, yeah, you know, who was at the time went on to manage Metallica and Def Leppard and all that kind of stuff, Queensrÿche and everything, uh, Queensrÿche <laughs> and everything in between. And I'm just trying to think of who he was managing at the time. I, uh, I, I can't really remember. No, I can't remember either. Uh, but maybe it was Aerosmith. I think maybe it was he, Aerosmith. He, maybe he took yes, over yeah. From, yeah. Uh, Take over, took over and, and relaunched the, yes. or broke the career of Aerosmith. Yeah. And, um, yeah. True. So, well, that's, yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah. Very. But, um, I, I have heard rumors that 
that Bond was on the verge of being sacked. Yeah, that too. As well, that too. around this time, I guess, because of his drinking and all yeah. that. But see, you're talking in, you're talking a different you're talking a different age there, and you oh, can't yeah. you can't really find footage of of Led Zeppelin. You can't really find bad footage on YouTube of Led, Ze- Led no. Zeppelin. You know, not really. And that's because there were no mobile phones there. Exactly. Now, no matter what show, yeah. any bum note. Oh, yeah. Sure. Or it's any, out there. you know, um, any <coughs> word forgotten or something is yeah. now filmed by a million, you know, by yeah. countless people in yeah. the audience. Oh, yeah. And, and it gets out there straight away on YouTube. Yeah. Back then wasn't the case. No. Of course. So you hear all these stories of ACDC never played a bad show or Led Zeppelin never played a bad yeah. show or Deep yeah. Purple never yeah. played a bad yeah. show, which is quite honestly fucking bullshit. Exactly. You know? Of course they did. Because they had bad shows and yeah. they had bad sound and they had all this kind of stuff. It just wasn't captured like yeah. it was, you know? Yeah. Nowadays, it's a lot harder to get away. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, but in saying that, I've never really seen a bad show with Bon Scott. No. I've never, never. seen a show never. or heard any footage of no. him so drunk no. that he can't. No, 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 no. No, not. And you kind of get the feeling that maybe the drinking was all after show or that he actually kept his uh, shit together for the actual show. Yeah. And then afterwards, it was all party hardy and, and that's when he got into it. Yeah. I remember interviewing um, Dave Manichetti from Y&T about since they toured with ACDC and or they did like four shows with ACDC in 77 or whatever it was in the US and he uh, he also said that yeah you had this guy come out we didn't really know that much about ACDC Bon Scott comes out <coughs> sorry and no shirt on and his pants were like unbuttoned and he said like we'd never seen anything like that before <laughs> <laughs> this wild man and, and and the girls were going crazy, but uh, yeah, uh, one of a kind, that's for sure. With a great, great voice, unbelievable voice. It's, um, I don't know, Highway to Hell is, yeah, it's absolutely one of my favorite albums. I think it is one of those albums that I've listened to over and over and over again. I think it was actually one of the first albums I got on CD, now that I think of it. Um, and, and also later on realizing that there was a different cover for the Australian version, which it has more indeed. like absolutely. fire and stuff, and, 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 yeah. and uh, there's a... Um, I think on the Australian version, you have like a, a guitar neck. You do, yeah. Uh, and all that. I hadn't seen that before, so quite different. Yeah. I think Dirty Deeds have a different cover as well. Australian yeah. cover. Yeah. Uh, High yeah. Voltage has, a, has yeah. a different cover as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. But um, um, there was a lot of controversy over the the name Highway to Hell. 
Yeah, that's in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nowhere else. Yeah. Still, you know, it's all those Christian groups and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and lyrically, you know, like uh, <laughs> lyrically I've heard a lot of stuff about, yeah, ultimately Bond died mm. months after. Yeah. You know, when did when did he he died in uh February nineteen eighty. Exactly. And this album was released in in July seventy nine. Exactly, so just over six months. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Is is pretty crazy. Yeah. And they went on to um went on to release in nineteen eighty back, back in, in black, black as well. Yeah. Four months after he died, yeah. they'd actually played their first show with yeah. Which is crazy. With yeah, with Brian Johnson. Yeah. Um and the rumor is that, or the story goes, that they were on the verge of breaking up. Yeah. And it was Bon Scott's dad that said, you know, don't don't right. break up. Yeah. You know, yeah. Stick together. Exactly. Um, and then they went on to produce Back in Black. <clears throat> Somewhat of a, you know, you got to question how many of the songs were written. Yeah, there's always been those stories about there's, you know, there's demos of Bon singing back in black stuff but there's I've never, never been any evidence of it and no. Malcolm and Angus have denied it in interviews yeah. they were probably again um, Malcolm and Angus were they were all in London they were probably playing around with riffs stuff yep. like that there might have been like lyrical ideas that Bon Scott had written down um, but because uh, there was there, there's a story also about uh some some ex-girlfriend of Bon Scott who claims that there are some lyrics on Back in Black that she claims are definitely Bon Scott's because there's phrases and words that he used to say that are on some of the lyrics in on Back in Black, but um, I don't know. I have no idea. No. It's hard to tell. It's, it's amazing that that album, Back in Black, went on to just sell. And it's a phenomenal record. It is. Oh, you know, yeah. and, and we won't follow <laughs> this episode up with the with Back in Black, but one day we will do an episode oh, yeah. of Back in Black because it's Have just, to. it's one of those greatest albums yeah. ever written. Yeah. But 50 million records. Right, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. You know, it's, but nuts. But it's also, um, it's also worthy of yeah. an album that sells 50 million yeah. records. I love it. it. It's faultless. It's my go-to record. Absolutely. And, um, if you want blood, um, the song yep. featured on this wasn't featured on the on the live album. No, that name the the live album they probably come up with that title. Yeah, um, I read somewhere album. that it was when they played uh, "Day on the Green." Right. Yeah. Some reporter asked them, "What can we expect?" And I think Bon or Angus said, "You know, you know, blood, or you will get blood, or something like that." Okay. And hence the title somehow, which is a great title, and I think and a killer song. And that's that's killer, one of my favorite ACDC songs. Killer, Just love it. Absolutely. You know, it's such a great song. And I remember as a kid that always weirded me out. How come it's on that record and not yeah. on that record? Exactly. It's those simple things when you're yeah. like 12 years old. Yeah. Or, or not even back then. I was, no. I was like seven years old. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're, you're wondering what, what's <laughs> exactly. going on here. Yeah. Um, I had no idea. But uh, that, was a, that was a really great song. Really, really great song. And, and um, we talked about like maybe a couple of weeks ago there. Scott Ian from Anthrax, um, putting up on his Instagram page. The, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, with the guitar and all the, that. If yeah. you want blood cover, yeah, which yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but let's let's check that out. Uh, here is the song "If You Want Blood," taken from Highway to Hell. <laughs>
you want blood from Highway to Hell on Behind the Vinyl on Pirate Rock Radio. Um, I think ACDC is probably the number one band when it comes to me when I was a kid guessing what they were singing. Really? Because I had no idea. Okay. Because <laughs> I couldn't hear what Bond was singing. I couldn't make out what Brian was singing. <laughs> I still think to this day there's stuff that I kind of make up in my mind when I, you know, when you listen to the songs. Well, ICDC, Metallica, um, Slayer, blah, blah, blah. That's yeah. more me. However, I've listened to my fair share of Pearl Jam. Yeah. And I've listened to Red Hot Chili Peppers. What the fuck Eddie Vedder is singing <laughs> no, and what the fuck true. Uh, Anthony Kiedis is saying. Very true. I have no idea. Very true. You know? Very true. Very um, true. I, I firm believer that three quarters of it, and also for that matter, Vince Neil. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially on the live front. <laughs> but I, I feel that three quarters of what Anthony Kiedis says is just oh, sure. noises. Sure. It's not sure. actual words. At least no. ACDC is singing words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Highway to Hell actually could have been about Bon Scott's death. Yeah. He could have been singing about, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. a, a death. You know, Apparently, the, Highway to Hell is about the uh, is about touring life and being out on the road and exactly and, yeah and uh, being on buses and planes and, and and all that and I can see that especially back in those days when it wasn't probably as comfortable yeah as it might be today when you've made a bit of money and so on absolutely yeah, like I said they were hard <laughs> they were hard yeah hard times Definitely. sometimes <clears throat> like sometimes you'll pass a um you know like when once I was in L A. And um, I was staying at a really nice hotel and went and stayed a night at where Jim Morrison used to live. Oh, right. It was a fucking, it was like a, literally like a crack house. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was shocking. Right. Um, and then obviously where Janis Joplin died. Yeah. You know, it's different to the, you know, those, they were the rock stars back in those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the quality is different to what they're living in now. The, yeah, yeah. The five stars and the <laughs> yeah. six stars and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um. But it was a really super hard life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, you you can, I can totally see that drinking is is, uh, you know, makes it a lot more easier. Well, what's that that Charlie Watt from uh, um, Rolling Stone? He he has said something like he's he's spent five years of being a rock star, right? In Rolling Stones and fifty five years of traveling, you know, or, or yeah. fifty five years of waiting around, yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. there's and, probably there's a lot of truth in that. I there's think there's so much truth in that. You know, they they wait around. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's gonna be 20, so much time we're actually not doing anything. Two and a half hours yeah. of waiting for <laughs> exactly. that one and a half hour yeah. play. You know, it's <laughs> crazy. Great. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So so for an album that's got so many good songs on it, it's quite amazing that um, it also has what Angus Young refers to as the worst song ACDC has ever written. Right, that's Love Hungry Man, right? Absolutely. I kind of like that song. I don't think it's that bad. No. You know? And the fact that he, he even apologizes and said he's to blame. You yeah. Know, you can blame me for that. <laughs> yeah. I kind of think it's pretty, uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. I think ACDC, I mean, they've done other songs that are way worse than Love Hungry Man. Yep. Um, and then you have Night Prowler and all the controversy that came later on in 85, wherever it was, with that Ramirez guy, the the um, L.A. Strangler or whatever the, the he was The Night called. Stalker. The Night Stalker, there we go, yeah. Absolutely. Who, who apparently was a big ACDC fan. Supposedly Richard, right? <coughs> yeah. Richard Ramirez. Yeah. Ramirez, yeah. yeah. Now, isn't does isn't he meant to have worn an ACDC shirt or something yes. for one of the killings? And then, uh, yeah, something like that. And there was a headline, I think, in 
in a magazine that said that ACDC made me kill 16 or something like that. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, like, exactly. You know. Just ridiculous. And it's so typical of the United States as well. Yeah, yeah. And how come there are so many serial killers in the U.S.? Begs the question, man. It's just, I don't know, there's no other country. No. It's just like a whole genre of itself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. That's America for you. Yeah, it is. It is. But uh, Night, <coughs> Night Prowler, um, a great, great, great song again. Another yep. great song. Yeah. Girls, Girls Got Rhythm on there as well. Oh. Another great song. But but let's end the show when we'll play Night Prowler. But, but um, I think this is a wonderful Wonderful song. Yeah. Apparently, it's a love song. <laughs> but there's something with a blade in there. and Or it says when the steel the steel goes through your back. There's something that makes you kind of think that, you know, it can't be about love. But isn't it's about, isn't it about like a... A guy sneaking into sneaking his girlfriend's... Into his girlfriend's yeah, something like while that. While the parents are asleep or something yeah. like that. Isn't, uh, it, isn't it funny how... Um, um, and you couldn't get away with it in this day and age, but a lot of the stories back then were like, you know... 13 year old boy sneaks yeah. in a like 13 yeah. year old girl yeah. oh yeah you know like Christine 16 with Kiss Christine 16 I saw her walking out of school that day you know <laughs> man you can't you can't do that now but but back in the day yeah. that's what it was yeah and Night Prowler is the same absolutely talking about a boy yeah. obviously we're talking underage here yeah yeah, yeah. Hell um, yeah a boy sneaking into a girl's yeah. because her parents were asleep and um, and that happened in videos too oh sure you know Hell they'd, yeah. they'd climb out Absolutely. I, I can't remember exactly what, but uh, be it a Motley Crue video or be it a, like, not a Motley yeah. Crue because I know all of them, but one of those videos where they, they climb out of the window yeah, yeah. and the, the father is downstairs. Yeah. You know? But I, that's, that has always fascinated me, like back in the 70s and the 80s, you could write songs about like really young girls. Like, yeah. like I know um, 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 the band um, The Babies with John Waite and Jonathan Cain. Right, yeah. They have a song called Sweet 17. Right, You okay. know, you couldn't write a song like that today. But back then, I don't know if it, was, if it was okay back then, but it was more okay, and nobody really thought about it, I no, think. No, no, I don't think anyone It's just like, yeah, 17-year-old girls, yeah, they're good-looking. Yeah, I'm thinking I don't want to say any bands, but I'm thinking some album covers out there, man, <laughs> which are a little bit, a little bit questionable. But... You could say that, absolutely. Yeah. yeah from certain German like, <laughs> bands. Or? That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but um, a question for you. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the connection between ACDC and Mork and Mindy. Yes, of course. Uh, at the end of uh, Night Prowler, Bon Scott says, Shasput uh, Nanu Nanu, which was at least Nanu Nanu was what. Robin Williams said in Mork and Mindy. And Shazbot. He, he did he well. did say that as well. Okay, I don't yeah. I don't and remember he put that his at all. Fingers, like, join exactly. The, exactly. Yeah. Um but I was a huge fan of, of Mork and Mindy. That was one of those shows in the I think we had it here late seventies, early eighties. Um I just loved that one. Uh, I watched it today. I actually have like the first season on D V D. Oh really? It's not as good. Not as good as I remembered it. <laughs> it was pretty out there, right? It was kind of out there, yes. And, and the concept of it was definitely pretty out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, back in when 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 did it come out? Well, obviously it was out by then, seventy nine. So, <coughs> so no, I think it is from. I think the it aired in the U.S. Got to be around seventy seven, seventy eight, something like that. Right. Maybe Which earlier. basically broke Robin Williams, made him. Oh, absolutely, a yes, household yes. Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah. documentary of Robin Williams yes. out there. Yes, so good. Yes, but um, what was 
was that Bon Scott? Now that were the that were the final words on that were the final words we heard from Bon Scott. True. The final words from the from True. his final album. True. And, yes. and he died four months or six months, whatever we said, seven months later. I haven't later. thought about it like that, but yeah. that's true. Yeah. Shazbot, nanny, nanny. Nana. That's his, that's his fucking closing words, man. That's one way to go. Yeah. <laughs> was was he a fan? Does anyone know? Was he yeah, a fan? Yeah, funny. Yeah. And was that just off the cuff? Yeah, exactly. Off the cuff and they just kept it in. Yeah, I don't know. Really interesting now that you mention it. Yeah. It kind of works, but surprisingly, <laughs> yeah. how? I don't know, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Cool. Crazy. <laughs> and and that, that record only reached number 17 in the chart. Oh, it did? Yeah. Yeah, but I guess then, the, and then I guess also then when, when, when they released Back in Black and that one turned into this million mega seller, I guess the other albums picked up as well and, and, and fans <laughs> started buying those old ones. Absolutely. And helped those albums um, sell more as well. But, uh, yeah, but back, back in the day, if you're releasing it, I don't know, it's hard to say, but I, I don't think a band today would be given the the uh, the, the room to grow. No. Like like no. Um, Albert Records Atlantic no. yeah. gave ACDC. Yeah. Insane, really. It, it, well, insane. A right, lot of years. Rightfully so, but they gave them a lot of years to yeah. to build and nurture and probably pumped a lot of money in there. And, yeah. And it... it the result being that they probably sold. I I actually don't know how many records ACDC have sold, but I think it's in excess of two hundred million. Records. I think so too. Yeah, and a lot of them in the U.S. A lot of them in the U.S. That's but that's also record. I I always get you know, and we've talked about this before that you know, like back then in the seventies, and I guess in the eighties that um, selling uh, selling a million records was kind of also that they shipped a million records. Yes. So that kind of meant you sold a million records, which you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I remember that goes back to Kiss and the solo albums that I, yeah, we shipped, they sold like four million records, a million of each, which they didn't. They just shipped yeah, exactly. to the stores uh, exactly, four yeah. million records. What was sold in the end, <laughs> what were destroyed, you don't know. What exactly, come back. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But I, I think we talked about this maybe yeah. last, like two weeks ago, two yeah. weeks ago. Um when you have a record that sold that many records yeah, yeah. as these records has, I it's those that I believe Oh yeah. More than the smaller ones. Absolutely. You know, it's those Absolutely. The, the you know, we shipped a million records or we sold eight hundred thousand records or one and a half million. Yeah. I'm less likely to believe they sure have sold through as much sure than I am to a record that sold that much. Because oh, yeah. the fact of the I matter agree. is the demand is so high. So I agree. You know, they're they're reprinting and re you know, yeah. Um, remanufacturing these yeah. records for kind of supply and demand. Yeah. So the demand is there. So the sales are just ticking over. So you're not having five hundred thousand records sitting somewhere. No, that no, have no. Been shipped and <clears throat> and ultimately get destroyed. And that happened a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. That happened a lot. Where you know. And you had all those cutouts. Exactly. Yeah. Which took me forever, like in the eighties, to realize what that meant. Because you bought these records that were cheaper, but they were cut out. Yep. Or um. A corner was cut off or yep, yep. something like that. So Had a hole drilled through the bar. Exactly. Yep. yep. A lot of that stuff. Absolutely. Alrighty, man. Um, yes. Let's end it. Let's play um, Shazbot Nanu Nanu. <laughs> yes. Um, Night Prowler from ACDC taken from Highway to Hell on Behind the Vinyl on Pirate Rock Radio. <laughs> 